Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 180, week three recap of the 2018 turkey hunting season. And I am your host and the guy who wants to know, did you hear it? Did you hear me shoot this week? We got lots to talk about today, so let's get to it, because we are 26 days, 4 hours, 24 minutes, and 56 seconds away from the end of Alabama's turkey hunting season. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's show, let's do another giveaway. This will be our final giveaway of a Strutton 360 mechanical decoy steak, and Here's Richard Duncan with R.J. Duncan to tell us all about it. Hey everybody, I'm excited to tell you that I have on the line with me tonight Richard Duncan with R.J. Duncan and the Strutton 360 Mechanical Decoy Stake. And Richard is here tonight to help pick the winner, actually our final winner of the Strutton 360 Mechanical Decoy Stake giveaway that we've been doing for the past several weeks. So, Richard, how are you today? I'm doing good, Andy. How are you? I am very well, thank you for asking. So, I know that this past weekend you went to the great state of Tennessee for their opener. How did it go this weekend? Andy, you know, it went awesome. The The weather wasn't the best. But we were able to take a double Saturday morning, so I checked off the Eastern on this quest for the Grand Slam this year. That is awesome. Now, I also know that you were taking some video cameras there to film the hunt. So were you able to get this hunt on video? Yeah, yeah, actually, we were... uh, shooting five cameras so we got all kinds of video it was a a great hunt uh one thing that was kind of cool that second bird he hung up out there at 78 yards and the reason we know that i had my range finder because i was bow hunting 78 yards for over an hour before he finally 
broke and, and we shot him, I don't know, probably an hour and 20 minutes of calling and coaxing him and, and rotating and strutting 360. And, and it was, it was that total combination that he just finally couldn't resist anymore, came in and, and that was the second bird we put down. So that is too cool. So I hear from, so I understand that you've got another big trip coming up this weekend and you are in pursuit of your Osceola for that part of your slam. Is that correct? Yeah, we leave uh, Thursday afternoon for Central Florida. We're going to hunt with uh, Dalton Kenny and the Double C Ranch. It's a great facility and and Dalton provides a great hunt. If anybody's interested, they can go to my webpage and, and contact me. I'll give them information. And we'll get down there. We'll get set up on Friday. And then the hunt starts Saturday. And, and it flux with us. And it looks like the weather's going to be good. Hopefully, we can put a bird on the ground. And, and uh, heading back to Birmingham by Monday is the plan. Good deal. Man, I love hunting in Florida. I love hunting those Osceola's. They're a lot of fun. So are you driving down there or flying? No, we're driving this time. We're gonna we're gonna take our gear and it's it's just easier to drive it. It's not a bad drive. It's about seven and a half hours from the house here to to the hotel down there. So it's it's not a bad drive at all. Yeah, that's not too terribly bad if you say it fast. About five to six hours is generally my limit in an automobile. From there, I really can't handle much more than that. But I will say this. You just picked our winner for this week, and this is our final winner. Is that correct? That's correct, Andy. And the winning entry this week is entry number 75, since you've got a 7.5-hour drive ahead of you. Friday to get to Florida to go turkey hunting. So lucky number 75 is Jay Barone 789. And I happen to know who that is. So John Barone, congratulations to you. You are the lucky winner of the last giveaway of the Strutton 360 Mechanical Decoy Stake. And for those who are not lucky enough to win, Richard, can you tell them how they can buy one of the Strutton 360 mechanical decoy stakes? Yeah, Andy, first I want to say it's been a pleasure being on the show. I've really enjoyed it. You can place your order for a Strutton 360 by going to my webpage at www.rjduncan.com, and I would urge you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, great. So how can we find you on Facebook and Instagram? You would ask me that. <laughs> on Facebook, it's Richard Duncans, and that's apostrophe S, Strutton 360, and that's S-T-R-U-T-T apostrophe N space. 360 or underscore 360 and on instagram it is strutton s-t-r-u-t-t-n 
underscore three six zero underscore official. And that's our two business pages. Very good. So, Richard, thank you very much for your generosity and for doing these giveaways for us for the past five weeks. That's just extremely nice of you to do that. And I know the listeners to the show appreciate it, especially the listeners who won. Thank you very much, Andy. I'm excited. and I know the other listeners are turkey season's taken off everywhere across the country and birds are starting to gobble so that's an exciting time of the year for me and and thanks again for having me on the show i definitely will be back fantastic richard again thank you very much for coming on tonight thank you for the giveaway i wish you a lot of luck in florida and travel safely thanks andy and you too those giveaways were a ton of fun And I hope that you guys enjoyed them. And congratulations to our winners. And let's move on with the show. So when you guys mentioned to me that you would like to hear turkey hunting stories from my season this year, I told you I would give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. So today, (laughs) we have the bad and the ugly. Let's get into it. Thursday, March the 29th. I went to my property that I own in Chilton County, south of Birmingham, and I heard probably 20 total gobbles from three different turkeys all on neighboring properties. And they gobbled pretty well up into the morning, I'd say until 7.30 or so when one of my neighbors shot and then two turkeys gobbled in response to that shot and everything was quiet after that so i packed everything up about 8:30 and headed to the office i'm going to kill a turkey on that property this season it is going to happen i doubt it's going to be an early morning turkey i've got the trail camera set up and it's taking pictures and i'm checking it which is what i did not do last year but last year i noticed that every picture i had of a gobbler on my property was taken between about 10 a.m and 2 p.m so i will get over there and kill one one morning or early afternoon and it'll be soon enough but let's move on so friday march the 30th my buddy joey called me and invited me to go to his hunting club in dallas county which is west of selma with another one of our buddies drew and joey is new to turkey hunting drew's been turkey hunting for i think about eight to ten years now and joey's hunting club consists mainly of agricultural fields yes i know you guys have heard me moan and groan about how there is really not any agriculture in alabama but there are still a few ag fields around and there are actually quite a few in this part of the state so i went with joey to his property last season and when we were there last season it was later in the season and the farmer who leases these ag fields from the property owner had actually sprayed them with herbicide so all of the fields were dead which means no weed seed coming up no bugs in the fields and the fields had not been disked up and replanted so there was no new seed planted crop seed so i could tell while we were there that this property holds turkeys but i felt like it was a better 
early season piece of property than it is a late season piece of property because of the farmer's farming practices. We did not have any luck last year. We did see a few hens and we actually called in two coyotes to our decoy setup, which was pretty interesting to see because one of the coyotes was running towards the decoys in the field like he was not really trying to catch one, but he was trying to herd them into the woods, while the second coyote is running parallel with the other coyote, but the second coyote is about 25 yards inside the woods line. So it was pretty interesting watching the two coyotes hunt together and their, I guess, unspoken plan and their plan for herding those turkeys into the woods where the second coyote would be able to possibly jump on one of them and have a little meal. So that was pretty cool watching that. And I told Joey last season that I wanted an invite to go back this season, but I wanted to go earlier in the year than when we went in mid to late April. Joey's hunting club is set up perfectly to fan a bird in and kill him at seven or eight steps. But more importantly, the birds seem pretty fickle, and I'm guessing they're fairly transient depending on food sources. And now that I say that, all turkeys are that way. They are going to be where the food is plentiful. I wanted to go this season before the farmer sprayed herbicide on his fields and killed everything like we saw last year. So Joey invited me to join him and Drew Friday morning and you know how's a guy supposed to say no to someone who wants me to help kill a turkey on some prime turkey killing property so here's what happened we got to the property before daylight walked in along the woods line we got to a point along the tree line where the woods jut out into one of the ag fields a little bit and we stood there on that point and listened and listened and listened and listened and we didn't hear anything so it got past fly down time and we walked across the ag fields normally i don't like to do that especially in the daylight but we would have had to have walked probably a mile and a half to get where i wanted to get to make some turkey sounds and see if we could spark a response and we would have had to have walked that along the edge of the woods line and probably would have done more harm than we did by cutting across the ag field so we cut across the ag field from one point where the tree line juts out into the ag field to another point where the tree line juts out into the ag field on the opposite side of the field. And when we got into that woods line, we walked down in that woods line a little bit. And this is just a little head of woods. It's probably 75, maybe 100 yards wide between two ag fields. We got in there about to the area where I wanted to get, which is actually where Joey and I set up the year before where we called the coyotes into us and we got in that area and I looked at Drew and I said call make one gobble so Drew calls and immediately gets cut off by a gobble and the turkey's fairly close now when I say fairly close probably a couple hundred yards away so we stood there for a minute and I said, Drew, call again, and Drew called again, and the turkey cut him off again. This time, the turkey sounded like he was closer. So we kind of start scrambling, looking for a spot to get, and I, I send Joey and Drew up ahead of me, closer to where we heard the turkey gobble, in hopes that that turkey would walk out into the ag field and 
Joey would be able to get his first turkey. So Joey and Drew get set up on this good size oak tree, big enough for both of them. And I walk back down the edge of the ag field away from where the turkeys are coming about 20 or 25 yards. And I sit down inside the woods against a tree and I start to call. Well, I didn't get a response. And then about two or three minutes later, after I stopped calling, I heard something that I have never heard before in the woods. And I have heard hunters tell me that gobblers will soft gobble. And I have never heard that before until last Friday. That was very interesting because when that turkey that was at one point was 200 yards away and he gobbled and sounded very loud, when he walked out into that ag field, he gobbled at probably a third to a fourth the volume that he gobbled when he was 200 yards away. Like I said, I've never heard that before. I thought that was extremely interesting. I'm not even going to speculate at this point as to why that turkey would have soft gobbled, but at least now I can say I've heard it. So you heard me say that that turkey, when he came out into the ag field, he soft gobbled. So I can see this turkey through the tree branches in front of me. What I did not know at the time is that Joey and Drew could not see the turkey because of the tree that they set up on. It was not very open. There were some low-hanging branches on the trees that were on the edge of the ag field that were overhanging and blocking a good portion of Joey's view of the ag field. So he only had a couple of shooting lanes in there. Well, I'm watching this gobbler walk towards us down the tree line, and then I see the gobbler turn and start to walk away. So he's angling away from Joey at this point. Well, the turkey is probably 45, 50 yards from me and probably 30 to 35 yards away from Joey and Drew, but they just don't have a good shot on him. So that turkey gets a little nervous and continues angling away from us. Well, I didn't know it because I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. When I saw that one gobbler I was waiting on Joey to shoot, there was a second gobbler behind the first one. And the second one had come in and had gotten close enough to where Joey felt like he could get a shot at him. But that bird was very nervous and started to walk off. Well, about that time, I see an owl swoop down out of the trees with two crows behind him chasing him around. And they are not five to ten yards from these turkeys. And I think that kind of helped to pushed the turkeys along. The turkeys were very nervous and, and started running off. And then all of a sudden I hear, and I look over and I see Joey racking the bolt on his shotgun. That's never a good sign. So come to find out, Joey had a misfire. That when Joey loaded his gun, he didn't push the bolt of the gun far enough forward to fully engage it. And when the firing pin popped after he got the gun up to his shoulder and tried to shoot the second turkey. He tried to rack that shell out, put another one in to close the bolt all the way so he could get a shot at the turkey before the turkey ran off, but it was too late. The turkey had gotten away. So that was the extent of the excitement Friday. We had two gobblers within shooting distance of us and not a shot was fired. Bottom line is this. I had a heck of a time. Joey, I think, is still waking up around 
2 or 3 o'clock in the morning kicking himself in the butt because he didn't get a shot at that turkey. Part of the reason that I know that is because Joey's invited me to go with him tomorrow morning. So we're going to go check them out again and see if we can get them called in and get one of those birds shot, if not both of them. But my takeaways from that hunt are, of course, know your gear, make sure your gun is loaded, the bolt is closed, make sure your safety is on until you don't want it on and always be as prepared as possible to take a shot on a turkey and what i mean by that is when i'm sitting down against a tree i'm sitting there with my gun propped up on my knee and my cheek on the gun to where i don't have to move a whole lot to get a shot off joey had his gun on his leg but joey was sitting on a stool and so the butt of the gun was not against Joey's shoulder, so Joey had to raise that gun up. And I think with Joey's movement of raising the gun, the owl and the two crows, I think were just too much for those turkeys, and they just got nervous and left. So be prepared and know your gear. Know your gun. Make sure that gun is loaded and that you're familiar with it well enough to get your shot off on that turkey when you may not have much of an opportunity to take a shot. Now, I asked Joey after the hunt what happened, and Joey said that in his rush to get the gun loaded and get it loaded quietly and to get set up, he did not push the bolt of the shotgun all the way forward. And because of that, when he raised his gun and squeezed the trigger, instead of a great big boom, he got a little bitty click. Now, Friday night, for me, after church, it was off to my hunting camp in southwest Alabama. I wanted to go out of state. I wanted to go to Mississippi and hunt. But because I only had all day Saturday and early Sunday morning to hunt in order to get back in Birmingham in time for church on Sunday morning, I just figured I need to go to my camp in southwest Alabama, hunt there, and then I can get back to town quickly without any issues. So I arrived at my hunting camp at almost midnight, Friday night, jump into bed, wake up Saturday morning to get into the woods and hear about six different turkeys gobble. Now it sounded to me like all of those turkeys except for one were definitely on neighboring properties. The one that I was not real sure about actually was on my property, but he's on the property line. He could have been on the neighbor's property because by the time that I got in the same neighborhood as him, he had shut up. And I actually think I spooked that turkey because when I walked into the area where I heard him gobbling earlier, remember by the time I got there, he had quit gobbling. So I wasn't real sure where he was. But when I got into that area, walked in that area, of course, I'm calling a little bit just to see if I can get him a response to get a gobble or anything so I'll know where that bird is, but I'm not getting any kind of a response. And as I'm slipping through the woods, I look up and I see something white kind of go down the ridge and behind a tree. And the first thought that came in my mind was, that's a gobbler. That's his white head going down off the ridge and behind that tree. And I've spooked him. Well, not five seconds later, here comes a squirrel off the same tree that I saw the turkey, what I thought was the turkey, go behind and jump onto the ground and start digging around in the leaves for acorns or whatever it was it was eating. So I wasn't 100% sure that I'd spooked that turkey, but I really feel like just from the way that white flash moved through the woods and where it was, I felt like it was a gobbler. So I hunted until about 1130. 
Saturday. And I walked back to the truck, headed to the camp for lunch because I had a few things I needed to do around the camp. Otherwise, I probably would have just eaten in the woods. It was a little bit warm Saturday. It wasn't really hot, but it was a little bit warm. And I probably could have hunted all day if I'd found me a good shady spot to sit in after lunch, but I decided just to go on in. Like I said, I had a couple of things at the camp I needed to do. So Saturday afternoon, I decided to go on a little bit of a journey, and I walked to a little piece of property that's part of our hunting club that's about 80 acres, and it's separated from the majority of our land. They actually touch corners. Our biggest piece of land touches corners with this 80-acre piece of property. So the road winds all the way through the neighboring 80 acres before it curves onto our 80 acres. And I get over there finally after walking probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And I'm looking around in the roads for any kind of turkey tracks. I'm looking in the edges of the roads for any turkey sign at all. And it's a virtual wasteland over there as far as turkeys are concerned. So there was no reason for me to waste any more time there. So I headed back. I walked all the way back to where I thought I spooked that turkey earlier in the day. And I'm walking and calling and I'm just messing around. I'm not in a hurry. What I'm trying to do is get into that area and just listen to see if I can hear that gobbler fly up and maybe, possibly, hopefully, get him to gobble on the roost. And if I can, then I feel like if I know where he is and he's in that area, I think that I know how to kill him. So I'm walking and calling and I'm walking down the road that runs west into the area where the turkey was Saturday morning. And I get about 40 yards from the woods line. I'm walking through, just kind of paint the scene for you here. I'm walking down this road where there's about six-year-old cutover, clear cut to my left, which is south of the road. To the north, there is select cut hardwoods that's pretty well grown up. And about 20 yards to the north of the road, on my right-hand side, the land drops off and goes down into a creek bottom there. And that's nothing but hardwoods, but they're thick hardwoods because they've all been select cut. I'm walking west towards the property line, and right there at the property line, the neighboring property is hardwoods, beautiful hardwoods, open, perfect turkey habitat. But about 15 or 20 yards of our property that we have leased is the same type habitat. And it's a big, flat, ridge up there. And this logging road that I'm walking on, where I've got select cut to my right or to the north, and I've got clear cut to my left that's terribly thick, this road runs and almost gets to the property line, and then it turns south and runs due south about 150 yards down the edge of the ridge, and it stops. It just dead ends into a little swampy area that's down there. Well, I get about 40 yards from where the road goes from running east-west and curves and starts running north-south, and I'm standing there messing around with an ant bed. Yes, when the turkey hunting gets slow, I get slow. And when I get slow, I tend to mess with ant beds, whether that's just stepping in them or kicking them over, or I'll go look for arrowheads, or I'll go do anything 
look for a deer that I shot at during deer season that I couldn't find or just anything to stay out in the woods, kind of keep my mind occupied, but slow me down and my ears and my eyes are still open. I'm still paying attention and I'm still listening. So I'm messing with this ant bed and I hear, and I thought, well, here we go again. This is me hearing drumming sounds in my head when there's no turkey around. I'm good at doing that. And I hear, I said, okay, that was not in my head. And it's getting louder. So I'm standing on the edge of the road and I get my gun kind of half ready off my shoulder in both hands, finger not on the safety just yet, but in a fraction of a second, I can have the gun shouldered, safety off and be shooting. Well, the drumming starts to get... So that's all that I've got for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the story, I used to love listening to Paul Harvey, but I digress. If you want to hear the rest of the story, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And to become a subscriber to the premium content, what you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter, make it one word, Text that to the number 44222. Once you do that, I will reply back with a text that says, please reply with your email address only. When you reply with your email address only, I will then email you a link that you can click on that will take you to the subscription page to where you can subscribe to the Turkey Hunter Podcast premium content. Subscribing is very easy. It's very inexpensive. It's $12 a year, 12 bucks a year. What do you spend on Netflix a month? I think I'm much more entertaining than Netflix. <laughs> okay, maybe not in my head. But seriously, it's very inexpensive. I think it's a great learning tool. I think it can help you greatly by becoming a premium content subscriber. And... It's a good way to give back to the show as well. I invest a lot of time, and time is money in this show. And all this does is basically cover my expense that I have in producing the show and putting the show out there every week. So that's all I've got to say about that. I do want to ask you one favor, though. And the favor this week is this. If you learned anything from this week's show, if you would please forward this week's show using your podcast player application on your mobile device, forward it to two of your hunting buddies, whether they turkey hunt or not. Forward the show to two of your buddies, your hunting buddies, and just make a little note as to how much you've enjoyed the show that you wanted to share it with them. That's huge. That really helps the show to grow, as does sharing it on social media, by the way. But I only ask you for one favor, and the favor is to share via text using your podcast player application. All right. That is all that I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season.
and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.